Soul Recovery is not just this podcast. It is a community. And each month on the first Monday, we get together on Zoom to support each other. I give a topic, then we break into small groups. It's a powerful way to be seen and witnessed and heard and supported through your own soul recovery journey. This is free to attend and open to everyone. Go to the website to register. The next one is May 6th from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Also, in June on the 8th and 9th is an in-person soul recovery retreat in Lafayette, Colorado. This is going to be a weekend of incredible transformation, learning how to use soul recovery in your life and to leave that weekend transformed. Visit the website for more about what to expect and how to register. Enjoy the episode. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and this is the Recover Your Soul podcast, a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. I started Recover Your Soul after having profound changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism, control addiction, and codependency. I was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery to help others transform their lives as mine was transformed. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first turn the attention to ourselves, focusing on inner change. Outer positive results in our lives will follow. As a spiritual coach, I can support you on your path to make real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. Visit the website recoveryoursoul.net to book coaching sessions, read the blog, listen to some of my original music, and subscribe to receive email updates. I think of Recover Your Soul as a community. Follow us on social media and join the private Facebook group to support each other and connect. For an extra episode each week and to support this podcast, become a Patreon member or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. Welcome back to Recover Your Soul. Thank you very much for choosing to listen to this podcast today. If you are new, welcome to the community. And if you're coming back, thank you for choosing to spend your time with me. I was just in the car on the way back from a memorial service of a longtime friend of actually my mom's. And I was listening to NPR and there was a podcast called It's Been a Minute. And there was a particular story that was told in this podcast that just really hit me in such a deep way because it's such a great soul recovery concept. And the story is about a young man whose mother is in prison. And he's talking about how valuable the phone calls are, these moments in time that he gets to spend with his mom, and the importance of remembering who she is and the value of her in his life, that those phone calls, no matter what's going on in his life, he will always take them. And in the end, he said that she may be guilty of what she was accused of, but it does not define who she is today. And it made me think of soul recovery and of how we are in our lives. It's not what you've done in your past. It's who you are right now. And I want to talk about that today because I think that it can be really hard to let go for ourselves, that part of us that holds on so tightly to the guilt that we feel or our past experiences or the story that we continue to tell ourselves and that we won't allow it 
to release so that we can just be who we are today, regardless of what happened, even for this mom who's in prison, that she may have had whatever charges were against her, but it doesn't mean that that defines who she is. And we do the same thing in our lives with ourselves, and we do that same thing in our lives with the people that we are in relationship with, our husbands, our kids, our family members. We hold them to experiences from the past versus allowing them to be in the present moment of who maybe those past things have developed who they are. And sometimes it goes both ways where somebody may have wrecked a lot of havoc in your life and now they've worked really hard to work it out and it's hard to trust that that new person, this new aspect of themselves is who is showing up. Likewise, we can have people who in the past were models, right? They were doing everything perfect. Not that I believe in perfect, but, you know, they were showing up. They were good friends. They were good husbands. They were good wives. They did these things as kids. And then all of a sudden they're in hardship and we can't be present with where they are right now because we're still in the fantasy of what it was before. So let's dig into all of those things. You know that in soul recovery, I believe that it's important for us to touch on aspects of our past. We generally have moments in time where pretty profound experiences happened, some of them wonderful, some of them traumatic, but these touch tones, these touch points where we have these experiences and they help us make decisions about what direction we're going to go how we feel about ourselves, how we feel trusting about other people, whether we feel like we can be invested in a relationship, whether we feel like we can be out in the world in a certain way. And so I think when I'm working with people, we want to find where those hooks are. We want to find those places where those belief systems solidified, you know, we want to find those places where It might be holding us back. It might be keeping us from seeing truth of who we are or what direction that we want to go. I don't believe personally that there's great value in revisiting every single traumatic and sad and disappointing and ugly event that happened in our lives. And the more that I do spiritual work and the more I study metaphysics, the more I reach out into this spiritual world with all the teachers that are out there teaching, the more I hear what I feel is truth for me in soul recovery, which is you got to let go of the past. You got to let go of the past and you got to let go of guilt and blame and shame to be able to be truly deeply connected with your higher power, with yourself, to have deep self-love, to be able to move forward so that you can love the people around you as they are. Now, letting go of blame and guilt and shame is not an easy task. And one of the things that I actually love about the 12-step program that was developed in Alcoholics Anonymous all of those hundred years ago almost was that it recognized that through spirituality, we needed to be able to take an honest look at ourselves 
and then be able to release these parts of ourselves that we had identified so deeply with, that we were claiming our brokenness, that we were claiming these parts of us that were no longer serving us. Now, in soul recovery, I take that and I tweak it a whole different way to have more gentleness with ourselves, to have more gentleness with the people around you, to have more compassion for every person involved, to start to look at that part of us that has this ego structure that is needing and wanting some recognition, some validation, wanting everything to be a certain way so that we can feel comfortable, that gets really caught up in the who's right and who's wrong. I did this right. You are wrong here. I know that what I am doing is correct and what you're doing isn't. That's all about control. That's all about the black and white. That's all about not having flexibility. It's all about not being in our spirit self, but being in our ego self. And every time we hold on deeply to guilt, either by judging somebody else or in the guilt that we feel for ourselves about how we've been in the world, we get further and further and further separated from our higher power. We get further and further separated from that elemental part of ourselves, that true self that we are, that clarity that as a human being, we're having this crazy experience, but our souls, our souls are connected to the divine. And in my experience for myself is the more that I got pulled away from my spiritual self, the more that I was pulled out into my ego self, the more that I was caught up in guilt Who was guilty? You're guilty. You did something to me. You did something to me. You hurt me. Or how I hurt somebody else. Who was I? The choices that I made. Why did I do that? Why did I do this? Why did I make this decision? I could have gone in a different direction. I could have had a different life. Guilt, guilt, guilt. The more dissatisfied I am, the more unhappy I am, the more discontent I am, And the more there was a drive to use, for me, alcohol, to not be in that feeling. So what I loved about the tenderness of this story from the podcast was his mom did something. His mom is in jail for a particular reason, because in our society, we think that people should pay for choices that they made, that there should be punishment There are other cultures that make different decisions of how they interact with people who make choices that aren't that great. One of the things about animals that I was just thinking about that I've heard before is if you have a dog and you have a dog that does something wrong, let's say they tore apart the trash, you came home and they tore apart the trash, and you look at them and they're sitting there in the pile of trash and you tell them no, And they know that they were not supposed to get in the trash. You can see it in their eyes as they're sitting in this pile of trash. But after you've cleaned it up, after you put everything back away, after you've swept and mopped the floor, after you've snuggled with him, you don't berate him again for getting into the trash because now the dog doesn't know. 
Now the dog has no idea why you're mad at him, why he's in trouble. But we don't do that with the people in our lives, and we don't do that with ourselves. We remind people over and over and over again why they hurt us, how they hurt us. We remind ourselves over and over again where we fell short, why we didn't do it right, what's wrong with you. If I'd only made this decision, if you'd only made that decision, if you hadn't had that affair, if you hadn't done what you did, if you hadn't lost your job, if you hadn't talked to me that way, all those things happen. Those events are painful. The choices that we make can change the trajectory of our lives forever, but we can't go back and change any of it. We suffer in it. We suffer in it for very long periods of time, and that suffering in that past won't allow us to be clean and clear, to have a different life, to make different choices. And it takes really exceptional people in our lives to truly forgive. Forgiveness isn't about giving somebody a hall pass. Forgiveness isn't about saying, this thing that you did to me, it's okay now. There are really terrible things that people do to each other. And it doesn't mean that you're accepting of it as being okay now. What it means is that you're willing to overlook how it is in your life now. That you can see a human being that made a decision, that made a choice, that behaved in a certain way, that was painful or destructive and see the human being that made that choice separate from the soul that is trying to have a different life, that is making great efforts to be better, to be connected, to be more aligned with who they really are. When we let go like that, when we have that level of forgiveness, more for ourselves than for them, it lets go of something inside of our bodies that is holding us back because we're revisiting the trauma over and over and over. You know, I spent quite a bit of my own time when I was in the darkness in this guilt, in this wishing that it was different. And what I can feel and remember when I go back and touch and taste those moments is that separation from higher power, that being in this level of guilt, that being in that level of punishment for myself and for the people around me, and how much energy that takes, how much that consumes of your ability to actually make bigger changes, to do something different. And what I loved about this story about the sun was the beauty of how important these conversations were. And that he was not going to let the fact that his mom was incarcerated take away the love that he had for this human being. And most of us have a lot more options in the people that we're dealing with. We don't even have to deal with something as heavy as this. But how do you start to look differently at your past, at guilt, when it's been ingrained in us that somebody has to be right? when it's been ingrained in us from religion that we're being judged, when it's been ingrained in us from society that we're not enough, 
Well, it takes a brave and courageous heart. It takes a desire to follow a spiritual path and to break away from some of the norms and some of the ideas and some of the learning that we've had in our life, even if the people around you are not buying into this, that this is a radical way of thinking, that this is completely new and different, that we can think to ourselves, the only thing that exists is right now. The only thing that I can control is this moment right now. And that I can use this powerful brain that we have, these thoughts that we have, what we think and feel and believe, create the life that we want. And that I can change what I put my energy into, my thought patterns, what I'm mulling around in my brain and let go of punishing myself and punishing the people in my life so that I can move in a different direction, so that I can have forgiveness for myself, peace and serenity for myself, that I can understand that whatever choices I made at the time were the best that I could make at that moment with what I knew, what I understood, what I had, what emotional and mental capacity I was in. And some of them fell short. A lot of them fell short. But that doesn't have to define who I am today. It's not what you have done. It's who you are today and who you want to be going forward. This memorial service for my mom's friend is a woman who was an artist, and she had debilitating arthritis for most of her adult life. And what was amazing was being in a memorial service where you heard stories about somebody who was so passionate about what she did, that was always driving and moving forward, that was a force to be reckoned with, they talked about, in how passionate she was about people, about connection, and about her art. And what I thought is, you know, we judge everybody so much on their past, whether it was a fantastic past, like I was saying, or whether it was a tough, hard past. And we want to be able to have something that builds on how we're going to be going forward. And how inspired I was in this memorial service to be even more passionate in my life and how I lived my life, to be even more creative, to be even more connecting with people. But that doesn't do anything unless I have awareness of it right now and I decide that I'm going to do something about it. And then not going back and having guilt or blame for myself for not being that way. At any moment, we can change direction. Every day is a brand new day. Every moment is a brand new moment. And at every moment, we can decide that we're going to move closer to our higher power and get further away from judgment, get further away from guilt, get further away from blame. But it can be a difficult and tricky change of perspective. We're working on little baby steps, little miracles, little perspective changes that allow us to make huge, grand changes in our life when we look back on it, that the people who are choosing soul recovery are turning the attention to themselves. 
letting go of the shame and blame and guilt that has come from the outside of what we put on other people in judgment or that we put on ourselves. That we are connecting more deeply with our higher power, our true nature, our purpose to be a light in the world, to allow people who may have hurt us to stop being punished for choices that they made a long time ago. I did a podcast recently about amends, and it plays into this a little bit that when we can clean up our side of the street, when we can go to somebody and really express to them the awareness that we have of how we may have affected someone's life for the negative, that we might have hurt someone, the hope is that we can lay that aside for ourselves regardless of what the other person decides. And then when someone comes to give us an amend, for us to listen with open ears and open heart and allow that that they are asking for the amend from to be released and to not continue to bring it back, to allow people to be today who they are today, to look honestly at people here today who aren't making great choices, and still see them for the soul that they are, and separate out their ego self a little bit, and not hold so much guilt over them even in this moment. It doesn't mean that you don't have boundaries. It doesn't mean that you make decisions about who can be in your life and who can't. But we're letting go of the need for somebody to be right, for someone to be perfect, for something to be exactly like it's supposed to be, and realizing that we're just who we are. It's not what you've done. It's who you are now, today, for ourselves and for everyone we're in relationship with. Until next time, namaste. Are you wondering, how do I go deeper on my path to soul recovery? Or how do I support this great podcast? Well, here's how. Here's your call to action. If you're ready for real inner change and would like to work directly with me, visit the website and book a coaching session. I'm here to support you on your unique path. I'm here to help you let go of the past, to deepen your connection with your higher power, whatever that is for you, and to discover and then step forward into a happy and healthy life. You can also become part of our soul recovery community. One way is to join the support group. It's the first Monday of every month. It's by Zoom from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time, and you can register on the website to get your Zoom link. Recover your souls on social media. Of course, there's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, lots of ways to connect, and there's even a private Facebook group that will allow for more communication and conversation about soul recovery. There is also an extra bonus episode every Friday if you are an Apple Podcast subscriber or Patreon member. I'd also love all of the listeners to subscribe on the website so that I can keep you informed on what's going on with the podcast, the community, with me, and anything that's up and coming and new and great about soul recovery. Also, if you just take a little bit of time to give me five stars, a quick review, and to share the podcast with your friends and family, we're helping even more people to have soul recovery in their lives. If this podcast is providing you spiritual nourishment and inspiration, 
Thank you, thank you for going to the website and pushing the donate button, whatever donation feels right to you. This means so much to me because I have this enormous mission of sharing soul recovery with the world and your donations, your bookings, your subscriptions, your being part of this community is helping that to happen. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.